coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. I didn't, I mean, we didn't have a, I didn't think about that. There probably, I mean, I don't remember. I'm, <clears throat> there might have been a moment of silence for the Queen during the football game last night. I don't think there was. It was crazy that Ozzy was the halftime show. <laughs> what, you think that was a last-minute edition of, oh, get the British guy in? No, that was before. <laughs> I thought he might cancel. I was like, I hope he's not too fucked up over the Queen. But um, he uh, he only played two songs, and it was like pretty, like, whatever. What was the, what was the halftime show like? Because NBC was showing some pre-show stuff as well with some... They, they had like some <clears throat> kickoff beach party or something that like was that. in long beach that was yeah. down in long beach and then they did the halftime show was ozzy he played literally two songs though and i don't even think he played the second song as a whole song he played crazy train and then like a new song the and um crazy train is the it. one that they play at the start of almost every nfl game about five years pretty ago, much yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been like that since I, I was a little kid, I want to say. I mean, that song is super old. But yeah, Crazy Train was like a big stadium song. I just couldn't. I mean, he's 73. It was kind of crazy. They hauled his ass out there. to, <laughs> And then he played two songs and was done. They constructed a stage for two songs. It was crazy. I don't understand the pageantry of a kickoff game halftime show and stuff like that it, it's trying to recreate the super bowl way too much in my opinion like if you're gonna do it like i'm not even the super bowl like when i watched that it was like this is too short what know? the last one that just was yeah yeah but you could have gone for an hour with those artists as well i mean you could have happily just sure. had a the the longest super bowl show of all time kind of thing whereas um you know 15 20 minutes as a as a football fan, I don't really ever care about the halftime show most of the time because uh, I want I'm I'm there. I want to see who wins the Super Bowl. Last year was a little bit different in that I was kind of pleased to see that it was some huge names and stuff. But I don't want to sit there for an hour and have my yeah. sporting entertainment. Go and go to a concert. You pay less to go to that concert for three each of those artists doing like an hour long set than you would for a Super Bowl ticket. So yeah, last year was the first time I was like. Oh, I like these people, but usually I think it's a waste of time too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Josh Potter joining us here on the on the podcast. We've already done our own personal me, Dave and Jazz, our picks for the season. Josh, you're used to having Roach reporters uh, go out for your podcast and send you all the news and everything like that that you discuss on the Josh Potter show. So I'm very appreciative that you're almost pulling on the Roach reporter uh, T-shirt yourself and being our Roach at the opening night of the sure. NFL season last week, man. Uh, last night even. That was, um, how often do you get to see the Bills? You're a huge Bills fan. If you're not watching on the video, just wearing a Bills hat. He's also got a fantastic Raptors jersey. Who's on the back of that one? Is it Carter? Vince Carter, yeah. yeah Vince I've Carter, got, baby. Yeah. I've yeah. got that one in my, in my uh, locker as well. Don't worry. It's so hot here in LA that I've just been having to wear basketball jerseys like around the house it's just so hot like i don't know if you can i'm sure it's annoying but my air conditioner is just blasting right now oh, i can't hear it at all so you're golden on that one don't worry but how often do you get to see the bills oh i mean well covid happened uh when i first moved to la i was very poor so getting home to see them was kind of like uh not really in the cards for that 2018 season but i did see them when they came here last time the last time they were in la 
it was Nate Peterman uh, against the Chargers at the StubHub Center. Ooh. And I saw five interceptions in the first half. Worst game I've ever watched. Uh, <laughs> but since COVID has relinquished and I've come out the other side, I've been making a little bit more money. I can go home at least once a year. I'm going to try and go home and see the Bills. So far last year I did it. I saw them um, play the Colts, which was a terrible game again. Uh, but then this year I'm going to go see You know, I usually go around Thanksgiving, so I'll go to the game that against the Browns the week before Thanksgiving. Is that pre or post Watson coming back? Watson... Well, it'll be November. That's interesting. No, I think it's pre because he's suspended for, what, 11 weeks? Yeah, he comes back week 12. He's got 11 games. He'll come back week 12 after the bye week, I think it is, or something like that. Hmm. So he'll That be... could be close. I mean, what's back things... for the Houston game is his first one. Okay. And that's, uh, I don't know if that's before or after. Browns versus Bills is going to be... Because you might get to see one of the first games of uh, Watson. What, no, you're going to miss out because they've uh, the Browns have got the Buccaneers and then the Texans on the fourth of December. So yeah, okay. No. So you'll be you'll be unfortunately for the excitement you'll be watching Jacoby Brissett, which fine by me. <laughs> I would like to yell "you sick fuck" to Deshaun Watson the way those Jaguars fans did. That would have been fun to go into Ralph Wilson Stadium and yell that to him. And I'm sure our fan base will co- would have come up with a great deal of other wonderful things to shout at Deshaun Watson uh once he was on the field. That's a good that's a good game to take your kid to. Yeah. To Deshaun. <laughs> How many massage tables do the Bills Mafia break outside the <laughs> that, uh... dude now that's something that's gonna be a hundred percent happening. People are gonna be bringing massage tables instead of uh I, I, I genuinely think it will be a massage table with a blow up doll lying on top of it with the face down through the hole. Massage tables are tough to break. That's never stopped the Bills Mafia in the past, though, has it? I mean, true. they're tough to break from the looks of it, the number of tables those guys go through and stuff. Oh, the <laughs> things that people are going to do to blow up dolls on massage tables in the name of tailgating is something to look forward to. That's for sure. I shouldn't even, like, I shouldn't even, I should sacrifice going to party at that game and just documents the various uh deshaun watson uh jokes that i'm gonna see around it's very it's very much a game that because obviously the qatar world cup starts in november so all the major european leagues and stuff stop in terms of soccer so there's a few of us that have been looking of like what about early mid-november go out and try and catch a game somewhere and a couple of mates really want to go to buffalo because orchard park is that fantastic old school stadium or yeah you gotta go the before snow. they change it too yeah and I, I think going and seeing football in somewhere like that where it's cold and a bit nasty actually makes it so much better i mean i think that's what bleeds the insanity of uh of the bill supporters you know come see what it's like baby i mean it's something i mean last time last year i went uh to the colts game and it was worse than snow it was pouring and it was cold and it mm. was just water and so like you accept that your shoes are flooded and your pants are soaked and you are wet and you just are going to be that way for the next four hours. <laughs> you just accept it. Is that the worst you've had from uh, going to an NFL game? Oh, no. I mean, I would go to the games back in the day, like when I would only get to go to a couple here and there, I would always go to the ones when we're already out of it, like 
the Colts are starting. They benched Peyton Manning for, you know, Jim Sorgi or whatever. <laughs> and I'd go to like watch the Bills play white. I remember there was like a Christmas Eve where it was just a crazy snowstorm. And we just were like, all right, here we go. And sat in like, you know, piles of snow. You're, it's to the point where like you're sitting there and snow is collecting on you. Like the more you sit still, <clears throat> those ones are hard. I mean, because you have to walk from your car to the stadium and it's fucking snowing and like, you know, it's not getting plowed. It's a genuine like blizzard. And like those are the ones where I feel like people could die more than that, that more than the other one. That feels like my favorite sort of game, though. I've still got images of uh, I got massively into America's game when it started coming out straight away. When they originally were only going to do like ten of them, and one of them was Brady's first Super Bowl win. And that Raiders Patriots game, they had this great shot of the Pats fans sat. And they'd basically dug their own seats out of the snow. And every yeah. time a score went in, they're throwing mini snowballs up in the air. And I thought that just looked incredible as an atmosphere. So I've always been a, give me snow. I don't want rain, but I want cold. I want snow. And I want to see that sort of football being played. And and Buffalo seems like a good place to go if you want to get that. Yeah, the, I mean, there was a beautiful game a couple of years ago where the Bills wore the color rush uniforms and just that red uniform against the white backdrop of the snow. You're not going to get a great game, though. That's the thing about the snow mm. is, like, it could be a fun game. We've seen a couple in a row Bills games that were fun in the snow, but I've also gone to, like, Nightmare Bills games, Trent Edwards versus, you know, <laughs> uh, what's that guy's name? Anderson that used to be on the Browns. I remember I watched those two play against each other. Derek Six Anderson. Yeah. yeah, Derek Anderson. Six to three was like the final score. Like they didn't know where the end lines were. You couldn't even see the game. Like it was so, <laughs> snowing so much. You couldn't see the ball being thrown. Like they barely threw it because they couldn't see people either. It was that was bad. That one was bad. But um, that one was in Cleveland, just down the old 90s. Cleveland's only about a three hour drive from Buffalo. But um yeah, I mean, it can be brutal. It's an experience. Like, I, I went to see LaDainian Tomlinson just run all over us when he was on the Jets, and we sat in the snow. But by the fourth quarter, me and my cousin were like, we got to get get out of here. I'm freezing. Like, after a while, you're like, this is unbearable, and we're getting smoked. I'm out of here. You know? <laughs> I remember the, uh, the first NFL game I ever went to. Uh, it was the Seahawks against the Jets, and it was back when, like, Chad Pennington, Curtis Martin – were on the Jets and it was Jerry Rice as a Seahawk which was oh yeah pretty cool uh, Jerry Rice caught a one-handed grab in the back of the end zone which was awesome because I was like that's fairly sweet to see something like that that's and, awesome um, and um we were there and it was freezing cold in New York it was just before Christmas and there was a guy there wearing the NFL kind of branding was this weird like property of and then they'd fill in the team name with the logo on it on the hoodie and so there's mm. a guy wearing property of Steelers hoodie and just hoodie and jeans in what could only be, it was probably like two degrees felt like minus three, which was fairly brave of him. And some Jets fan just walks up as the Seahawks are beating them, walks up and just pours a full like liter of Diet Coke all, oh, over, it, all over the guy and just goes, hey man, not even a fucking team in this game. Wrong jersey, buddy. And just, oh my like, God. That's a that's a day ruiner in that cold. That's horrendous. To do yeah, for to sure. I will say I went to go see a Miami game. It was the Dolphins versus the Broncos when Tim Tebow was playing for the Broncos. 
I think it was Tim Tebow's like one of his first starts, maybe his first like Tebow magic thing because it went to overtime. And I wore a Bills hat and a guy was like, Bills aren't playing today. But meanwhile, everyone's walking around that stadium with Tim Tebow Florida jerseys because they were going to do some Florida Gators like appreciation of Tim Tebow, which was so Mm. weird having that happen. Like, so you're like, what are these fans? They're not Dolphins fans if they're rooting for Tebow. And so they're all Gators fans. They're not Broncos fans. It was just such a weird thing. So guys like Bills aren't playing today. I'm like, either are the Gators. Go yell at all these people. <laughs> yeah, that was yesterday. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Did I you mean, they th- all had Tebow jerseys on and they were all like Gators fans waiting for him to get like some statue unveiled in Miami. It was so bizarre. And it was, you know what? I'll tell you this. That was before they put the overhangs on the dolphin stadium like for the uh, shade yeah, yeah it was just wide open yeah and i would rather sit in a snowstorm than sit with the sun beaming down on me in miami that was brutal yeah i mean it was hot last night right everybody was saying all of the nbc broadcast was just it is roasting in sofi stadium because that place it was hot in the stadium and we were in the like toward the roof and i thought that would be a good place to be because i thought it would be like a breezy up there with the opening of the thing but no it was hot in there i mean it, it's been hot in la for the last couple of days so we've been like really going through it me and my buddy were are just acting like it's snowing outside we haven't gone outside other than for the game and it's been like just so bad but it's gonna break tomorrow hopefully i mean you're if you're higher you're closer to that glass roof that is basically tripling the heat anyway yeah you're right i didn't think place. about that Whereas, <laughs> <laughs> no but if you're low down you're then just because it's sunk into the ground, you're actually not getting any of the breeze that comes through. You need that middle deck, I think, at SoFi, because it's like the yeah. first... I think it's like tier five of SoFi's ground level. And then the next right. five tiers down are right into the ground, and that's where I think you get too hot. But if you're at that tier five level, you do get that little bit of breeze. But um, yeah, no, I mean... It was it... kind of cool. Like, I, it looked like um, I was watching something from, like, the 80s or something, or like an old video, because there was a bit of a haze, like, at where we were and our level and so like the lights hitting it it looked like a sh- like you could see like all these like shadows in the crowd and i felt like i was watching i mean i was on drugs and stuff but like i felt like i was watching an old-timey movie like through my eyes like <laughs> looking down on it the way the lighting is on the field and like how dark it got like up in the crowd and the shadows and everything and then the haze that came kind of like up at our level it was like an old you know like being in a hockey stadium during the playoffs like when it's summer outside and like you get that steam coming off it kind of yeah. reminded me of that or like being in a boxing match of some kind like and having the like just haze in the air of the sweat and smoke but it's i always like the uh for kind of an aesthetic at least the when you get rugby and they have a big scrum and it's a bit cold Ooh. but then the body heat of the bodies in the scrum and you just get that that little haze and then all the steam coming up off them as oh, well yeah. kind of thing yeah it looks cool under the floodlights as well that's always a really cool look same as um i mean again i, I always think pre-snap when everything's still in a cold game at night and you can see the breath of the linemen yep. just passing into each other there are so many ways that the guys that work for NFL films if you're really into like cinematography and finding those sorts of shots, you're just loving that job because football oh, sure. plays into it so perfectly with that sort of thing. Even like you mentioned that Patriots Raiders game, the um, the one with Brady. I mean that that one with the snow is like you could see like the steam coming off their heads and shit, mm. like when they take their helmets off and stuff. 
I mean, yeah, it's it is beautiful when it's snowing, but it's like sometimes it's it's brutal. I mean, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm in a snow globe. This is amazing. And then the guys are, you know, scoring touchdowns and a big pile of snows going up. But then there's a time where it's like raining ice and you're like, <laughs> you feel like you're on the wall with Jon Snow and you're like, I can't I can't sit here. It's like this is becoming like it doesn't matter how drunk you are. It's like it'll sober you up real quick. And that yeah. kind of helps you get more drunk. I mean, that's why. They stopped selling beer at halftime for a reason. <laughs> There's no state. beer jacket warm enough to be able to sustain that level of enjoyment through those conditions, right? Yeah, it's tough. And then, unless they're winning. I mean, if they're winning, that kind of high gets you through it too. But, um, I mean, through all those years where we get obliterated, because we draft – I remember there was times we draft players and, like, like Roscoe Parrish was, like, scared of the snow. I'm like, why are we drafting guys from Miami who've never seen snow before, like – it made no sense. Now it's like kind of like you'd hope they have enough world experience or playing experience where they've dealt with the elements in some capacity if you're bringing them here, you know? I mean, that's probably the problem with the Pac-12 players. It's that, you know, it's California all the time. And that's why the Pac-12, along with many others, as we've discussed with Shane Vereen, kind of continues to struggle. Like you're, you're dealing with 30 degree heat all all day, every day. Whereas at least the SEC, they kind of bounce around a little bit enough and like, Alabama I was surprised like Atlanta is not hot in February <laughs> I was expecting no, that yeah. a few years ago for it to be like I was thinking oh southern states Georgia this is going to be beautiful bit of like you know February sun not at all like minus four at night sometimes like not the, yeah not the way it's funny you say these numbers and I'm like what and I'm oh, like, like oh yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> but uh no it's okay I I uh I thought that about Austin too I was just in Austin a couple weeks ago and it was like scorching hot and then you're like it snows here though that's crazy yeah it's yeah it's weird texas is a weird place anyway i don't it's not just the weather though right i mean no yeah i mean it's strange for sure weather so, side so sofi is that the first time you've been in there last night first time at sofi and Would... it was beautiful i mean it is something else it's like uh it really is like a spaceship and i didn't I, when i bought those tickets i didn't realize how high up they were I would have bought closer down ones, but like it looks so good that you don't even realize you're high up. I was like, we are like toward the top and it doesn't even feel like that. Mm. Yeah, the uh... I think because we were like in the closer rows to the front, like we were in row two of whatever. So it was like we were just sitting right on the perch above the game. And then they have that um, crazy ribbon jumbotron thing that's the, like right in your face. So the circular board. Yeah, I, as I said to you last night, mate, I think you would pretty much about seven rows in front of where we were commentating for, oh, yeah. for the Super Bowl last year. And it's a, it's a crazy view. I mean, it's great for watching the play. Like, right. You can see everything. Josh, Josh Allen deep form. throws to Diggs. You must have, and to Davis, you must have been looking at those and seeing those right down the line. You can see the receiver. You can see where Allen is. Yeah. You can kind of see you it grab all your, place. I'm like, oh, God. You know, like, <laughs> he's open. There was he's a open, couple of times. Open, hey, and like the Dane Jackson pick, I saw that one coming like, uh, not the tipped one off of Cup's fingers, although that one was cool to see too. But the Dane Jackson one, where he just like came in, I'm like, he's gonna pick it. I like could see that happening. That was fucking cool. But yeah, it was a great stadium, huge stadium. I'm sure that seats an insane amount of people. But um, it was. It, I wish there was more people in LA. Don't, and maybe because they were working in the games earlier. But like we went to a bar. And there was nobody that and I'm talking like the closest bar to the stadium. 
and which isn't very close still. It was quite a hike, maybe a 24-minute walk. Mm. But we went to the closest bar, and it was empty. And this is, like, right before the game. And it was just me and, like, a couple other Bills fans trickled in as uh, the afternoon progressed. But it was an empty-ass bar. Couldn't believe it. And it, same thing on the way back. We went, we trickled to a bar. There were a couple of Bills fans out. And I want to say maybe there were more Bills fans than Rams fans at that stadium last night. I mean, I might be wrong, but at least in our section and the way that the noise was, it felt like they were piping in noise at one point. Um, but even like the Rams players said that they had a tough time with the crowd noise. and uh, But nobody was out at bars, right? I mean, like it felt weird. Usually around Buffalo, I mean, there's bars. Literally, you can see the stadium from the bar. You can walk in there and it'll be rocking. Yeah. Is is that not just because of what LA is though? I mean, a LA is so big, and it's like you know, eight cities mushed into one, and also, it feels like the Rams is like the place to be seen, rather than the place where really. I'm I'm not discrediting Rams fans at all. I'm sure there are loads of actual fans in that stadium that are big Rams fans. Sure, but it just feels like LA would be that kind of place where I would rather see Chargers fans in LA. Because I think they're probably less into like the Hollywood scene because they haven't tasted that immediate success in LA. Whereas this Rams team, because of their success last year and the hype and the players that they brought in and obviously having people like OBJ last season, that feels like the kind of one that your LA socialites would right, it's bandwagon like the hop on. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And um, it is. And I feel like that's like happening i mean but like the it's weird that there's still <clears throat> there's so many transplants in la not everybody most people that live here aren't from here i would say mm. um i'm not sure on the numbers on that but it's like uh you know so it's a lot of people are like oh my team's playing in la so they are get excited so it's a lot of people that live here but like how often do they get to see the bills play at SoFi? it's the first time it's happened and so it's like Oh my God, we're all going, you know, or people yeah. even like close by. So it's like there were a mil, there were so many Bills fans there. It felt, it did not feel like I was in an away game aside from the logos and things like that. It felt like there was like a few Rams fans here and there, which is kind of crazy. But like I said, I mean, they were definitely, I could see them in the stadium as I walked around and such, but it was crazy how many Bills fans were there. When it comes to like a Chargers game, I know for a fact that every Chargers game is like an away game for the Chargers. I feel like yeah. they don't. But now, you know, with Herbert and stuff, but he doesn't want to be a star. You ever see him like they put him on the camera on the Jumbotron. He like goes and hides behind like a lineman. It's crazy. He like so doesn't want to be any like he just wants to play football, which is cool. Isn't that what you want from like the guy? You're talking to the man that I, I'm a. I don't follow college football enough. I don't have the time more than anything else. And obviously it doesn't work out too well, but I've always been a big fan of the Oregon Ducks. So when Herbert was popping off with them in college, I was like, this kid looks great. And I had no idea why he slipped out of like a number one position in the draft. Uh, I like the Chargers. They're kind of like a team that I have no dislike for. So when they drafted Herbert, I was like, okay, like I could have them as my little side piece along with the Eagles and everything. And um, And I always think that's what you want from a starting quarterback is like Brady didn't court the media initially. Like he was thrust into a bit of a media spotlight with the Bledsoe thing. And then he became great. And then the media came to him as opposed to him wanting the stardom, go out and play football first, then be a figure. Yeah. There's a balance to it though. You know what I mean? It's like, 
he's almost like and i've i'm gonna compare it to the, a girl i recently dated she <laughs> like had instagram to lurk but never posted on instagram and if mm. like the idea of being tagged in pictures to her was like oh my god no and it was like all right well you're almost like a little mentally ill in the opposite direction of somebody who like is a narcissist to the point where they're posting selfies all the time like you're the exact you're still a narcissist but you're like just the opposite end of it because it's like you just live in a world where pictures get taken and you think like oh you're gonna get tagged in something so like your life is gonna crumble like people don't care that much you know what i'm saying so like justin herbert's kind of like that with like his avoidance is almost a sign in itself of like, you know, that you're the quarterback of a a big market franchise, right? Mm. Like you're going to have to deal with this in some capacity. You don't have to like put your whole personal life on display. You can be humble in the media and just kind of like Kurt, like a Belichick or whatever, or just like, you know, smile and nod or whatever, like a golden retriever, but you know, you have to deal with this in some capacity, right? Like you can't just like be, so anti it that like because then that becomes its own thing do you know what i mean yeah, you're be suddenly like, too shy do you dislike the spotlight are you not ready for the big moment well, it's like oh you can't handle it yeah, yeah. You start, it starts becoming its own narrative that's distracting so it's like just do it and do it in a way that's so boring that everyone's like oh this guy's a snooze and then just moves on you know what i mean like um even russell wilson tries to be such like a straight arrow that he's gotten to the point where it's parody of itself now it's like well you've been i mean you've been on this russell wilson thing for as long as i can i can think of of like there's something that's not quite right there he's like the garth brooks of nfl quarterbacks yeah i mean i'm and even like on a on like a serious level like i'm sure he's not like a psycho killer but he also like he there is something up with him (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) Like whether it's like on the spectrum or something like that, like, and he could be a hero if he just came out and admitted it. But I think there's something there. It's like this obsession to want to be like Captain America, basically, in this like top tier guy who's like, you know, the like a Joe Namath or whatever. He wants to be like that. And he's not. He's like, you're too big of a dork, dog. Just like accept that. Well, Joe, Joe Namath had his crumbling moment eventually so i mean we're just waiting i guess for russell wilson to have that same moment once he retires i don't know was that so crumbling joe namath i think that was just like it was like wow joe still puts one on and like it's getting (laughs) sad but it's like uh all you got to do is pump the brakes a little joe and you'll be all right i mean it became an nfl like fan favorite website kissing com. so i mean it, it, it definitely didn't work out well for him I don't think I mean, it was a lasting... moment in time. I mean, it worked out to the point where like I see him on denture commercials. I don't know. He's on stuff. He's doing he's still stuff. about he's, he's still OK. All right. I mean, <coughs> talking to former players, by the way, did you see OJ was there last night in his box? People were texting me that I did not know that he could come to the state of California. I really <laughs> didn't know that. I thought he had to stay in Vegas or wherever. But um, makes sense. I mean, OJ. I just went to do like a thing with the NFL alumni at uh, the Coliseum and they have no OJ stuff up, which I, I guess I get. But at the same time, like the bills still do, you know, mm. they still got his name on the ring of honor. Yeah. But they, I mean, so I thought that they had to remove all the, they, it's something about running backs with USC, right. In terms of they had to get rid of all the Reggie Bush stuff as well. Well, that's so, so funny too. Like, so you see all this stuff and you're like, they took OJ down and then they also took, 
Reggie Bush. Like, if I'm Reggie Bush, I'm like, man, it's me and OJ that you guys are. Fucking... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go that far. Like, uh, I bought maybe my mom a car. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took some shoes, and you fucking treat me like give me the OJ treatment. I'd be pissed if I, I didn't was allegedly Bush. decapitate somebody or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it is crazy that he was there. I did not know. I did get texts about it, uh, which is crazy. I mean, I think OJ still gets to go. I I think I've seen him go to USC games, come to think of it, but who knows? I don't think he's going in the president's suite. Yeah, I can't imagine it's like a cordial invite from the university or from the Bills. It's more he's OJ Simpson. Well, I'll tell you this. The Bills, before he got arrested for his Vegas thing, he definitely, because he was part of the media, Remember, if you remember, he would come to Bills games, and there's a legendary story of Van Miller like him coming up to Van Miller in the media box and Van Miller going, not even like addressing OJ, but going, get that piece of shit out of here and like pointing at the door. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh my God. And OJ's like, oh, I'll leave. Okay, okay. And he would sit up in the box, but he, it wasn't like they weren't like going like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome OJ Simpson, you know, like in letting the crowd know. But the media knew he was there because he was walking around the media uh, area. And, uh, you know, he was going around doing like showing face. And then I think he realized after that he was like, oh, people aren't cool with me. So he just goes and sits in the seats now, I think. Yeah, I think that's uh, at least he's got that much an ability to look inside himself and realize that that isn't. Whereas some people would probably try and force that at some point, you know, oh, no, I still want to be in the spotlight and everything. Um, we still got I think what we're going to do is when we build a new stadium, we're going to casually forget to put OJ's name up at the new one and just like let it go down in the ashes of the old one and see how many people notice. Do you think they're not going to make a stink about it? I mean, there aren't there aren't that many Bill's names to go up anyway. So to leave one out, well, like... they've been throwing up some dumb ones lately, and I think they're getting ready to throw up. some. I mean, they're going to put Fred Jackson on there. They're going to put fucking Eric Wood on there. Do they should they go up there compared to OJ, who did something like historic? Probably not in terms of football, but maybe in terms of like community members <laughs> and people around that. Like because like Fred Jackson's like a folk hero. Uh, Eric Wood's going to become like a the he's the color commentary guy for the local broadcast now. And he's like a Buffalo guy. He's never he's one of those guys that got drafted and never left. And then, you know retired there and is like raising his family there so it's like i feel like he'll go on if tasker's not already on he'll go on um i'm pretty sure tasker's already on though uh but yeah they'll, they'll throw up some dumb ones uh in the next and especially now that the bills are like like this like they are they want to make some room in that ring of honor um yeah we've got to create space we know Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Von Miller. Seems like he's probably going to have his name up there pretty quickly as well. I mean, if, they, if they win a Super Bowl and he plays like he played last night, I mean, yes, he'll be like one of those guys that like his jersey will get retired in three different teams. I can see that happening. I <laughs> mean, he will... will be 58. will get retired by the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, I imagine, I don't, I, I mean, the Rams, they'll probably retire his jersey too like when he goes out he won a like if he wins three super bowls with three different teams it'll be i mean he's a hall of famer for that's sure that's already. the only way the rams do it though if he doesn't win in buffalo there's no retirement or pomp and circumstance or anything like that because he only joined halfway through the year as well last year if you remember it that's wasn't true. like he was he there traded. for the whole year it was just i think like eight games at the back end of the season and then the playoff run so it's not like you're looking at von miller as a legendary ram he was just the missing that's piece of point. the puzzle I guess. Yeah, I mean, but is I mean between him and OBJ, they kind of just came in and 
swooped in and got a Super Bowl. And now that team does not look like it it did uh, last year. I mean, especially on offense. But, you know, they lost a lot of pieces. But, like, um, well, that's what I wanted I to ask know. about the game last night in terms of because I was sat there watching it. And uh, as good as the Bills played, everything still very early on, it felt rusty, right? I think that was the word I used on one of the WhatsApp groups I was chatting with. Well, I said this, uh, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but like it wasn't rust on. I don't, I said this, I go, Josh Allen has notorious for this. He's going to come out so lit, so amped up. He's going to be throwing bombs. And I think they kept the pass is very short and did a lot of run plays mm. to quell that because they know he's like always juiced in the first half. I'm like, Oh shit, we're getting the ball first. He's going to be trigger just, happy. Yeah. He's going to be so lit up. But, um, so I think there was an element of like, just, Oh man, football's here. It's the first live action. There's that element of like jitters that well, people have to kind of shake off, maybe not rust. But. Well, and the fact, I think it was mentioned a bit in the, in the broadcast and we were chatting it of, uh, the LA Rams and the and the Bills have barely played their starters in preseason, which is why every everybody looked like, oh, Jesus, it's like going back to school. You know, when you had a pencil and you can't write for the first time after a summer holiday when you're a kid, you have to kind of remember how to do that again. It, it right. felt a little bit like that with the players of, oh, yeah, no, this is full pace actual football as opposed to two drives maybe in preseason in the last game of the preseason and doing those uh you know camp battles that they do where they go off to another team's camp and kind of do some scrimmages and everything this felt like people had finally had to remember how football works again at full pace on the opening night of the season and and I genuinely thought when because the bill should have blown them away by halftime like it should, that game should have been done and dusted, but those two. Well, I picks, said that too at halftime. I go, I kind of don't like this game right now. Like it was ten ten, and I'm like, this game kind of, I'm hating this game. And then the second half, we came, we came back out and just the, held the, them all. The up, two but. picks that Allen threw, because I'm not as high on Josh Allen, and it took the playoffs last year for me to be like, okay, I get it, he's great. But there were so many times before that that I've always just not trusted him because he will have a. Five touchdown game one week and one week and then a three interception game the next week kind of thing. So rather than anointing him as an MVP, I've been very much a let's see if he can put a full season together. And last year then kind of did. But um but I did think this is this is the nervous, sketchy as you mentioned, like Josh Allen coming out in this first half. And he wasn't running as much in the first quarter, especially. Then he started to use his legs a bit more uh and and then started to hit some targets deeper as well as the Rams were kind of overcommitting. And he had time compared to Stafford as well. But I just thought at one point that this Bills team weren't going to have it. And hopefully for your sake, I guess that's opening night and it'll all settle in and be okay. But I still think there's question marks of like everybody set a ceiling of the Bills this year. It's like Super Bowl or bust. Allen's MVP or it's not a good enough year kind of thing. That seems to be the amount of hysteria around them. Well, that's the national. I mean, that's like the global narrative. I should say it's like Buffalo fans are so stoked that they just have a good team that it's like, <laughs> there's no, nobody's like ever. I mean, I guess if you talk to some dipshits, they'll be like, Oh, if we don't get the Super Bowl this year, we're never going to get it or whatever. But it's like, we're just all like, keep it going there's it doesn't seem like there is a ceiling on josh allen he just seems to keep getting better i mean like this is what his fourth season and 
all I've seen is like up, up, up in terms of like his play. Yeah, he, he throws some. I didn't. I, this is what's crazy. I remember James Cook fumbling the football, but I don't remember Josh Allen's picks. The, and the first one was stripped out. I know there were hands. two. Oh, okay. But the second one yes, was a route right. that was jumped. Of Allen right. goes to a receiver across the middle, and it just gets jumped perfectly by um by Hall. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Jalen Ramsey because they mentioned he had a rough game yesterday. No, he got he got six of seven completed <clears throat> on him for a near perfect passer rating. Ramsey unbelievable stunk up last night. But yeah, so I mean, like they weren't impactful at the very least. That I like being there, like not seeing replays and them harping on it or whatever. But like I do remember the stripped ball one. Now come to think of it, um, but yeah, I mean, like like I was telling my friend, he he had like all these crazy fantasy points probably because he ran in a touchdown. But like he didn't really have us crazy game last night. It was two hundred and ninety seven yards. Uh, it was three touchdowns, two picks. I mean. And then a rushing touchdown, I guess, too. So there's that. But, like, he didn't have the craziest game of his life, but we still won against, like, a Super Bowl reigning Super Bowl champion pretty handedly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that has to do with the defense, too, obviously. And so it's like finally all three phases are, like, looking good. So, I mean, the fact that Von Miller had two sacks is crazy. Like, well, the fact that Bills had seven, I think it was in the end. I yeah. mean, Stafford took a beating i was amazed how bad that line was when you lose like andrew whitworth obviously is a huge loss for the rams this year right but just in general it it was so leaky and miller looked as good as like a denver broncos super bowl season kind of von miller at that point yeah it was i'm like because you know you think like this guy's up there in age now and we had you know the mario williams situation and he came and played really well for us but you're thinking like okay well Von Miller is going to get like double teamed and we got Rousseau and we got uh Boogie Basham and all these other guys on the line Ed Oliver got hurt last night, but you would think like everyone's going to eat on this line. And I guess last night they kind of did, like you said, there were seven sacks. So, um, well, that was the most impressive thing as well. When Ed Oliver went out, it, the pressure maintained, it wasn't like, Oh, they're suddenly doubling Von. It was like, no, there was still people getting through, and then they had to adjust, and then that still meant they couldn't double team Von Miller, kind of. Thing. I mean, it's just, yeah, it was a. As a Bills fan, you've got to really like that start to the season. Have you got a bit kind of? Are you starting to get carried away with it now? Football started, and the Bills Here's have had the that thing, sort of opening like, night. When you are me, and you get carried away when we were awful, there's no getting carried away now. Like I'm the same every year. Like I am. You know, 17 and 0 every year, like every season since we were dog shit. When we had JP Lossman, I would talk like that. And I believe <laughs> it every time. I go like I there's just no other way to live. And it keeps the lows not so low and it makes the highs not so high. It keeps me pretty standard. I'm always going to go into the season and people are gonna ask me, What do you think the Bills record's gonna be? I'm gonna be like undefeated every fucking year, no matter what. <laughs> That's, no matter who it is. That's a question I can scrub off them for later on in this chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every time. I mean, it's every season. I'm never faltering on that in my entire life. That's what it is to be a fan. And uh, you know, obviously I could sit down and I go, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, but like 
on I, that's my mentality going into every season so like these kinds of seasons like i've never experienced one as an adult it's my first time like in the last couple of years where they're so good where people are talking about the super bowl and you're like this is crazy to hear like actual people consider us super can, you're like you say to your friend like, can you believe this like it used to be we'd be like oh my god they mentioned the bills on sports center like that was <laughs> that was the pop back in the day. Now, I mean, like I've been all I've I've had ESPN on all morning, and it's just like rewatching the same twelve highlights of the Bills over and over again. It's just all day long, and I love that. I'm like, I could live in this world forever. <laughs> so, if the Bills are Super Bowl bound potentially, or at least according to everybody, and according to your win loss prediction of of an unbeaten season. Who's the team that you're perhaps the most worried about in the NFL this year? In the Super Bowl or in the AFC? In 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 general, who would worry you the most? Who's either you know the you Chargers? The, the a, anyone who wins that AFC West is is worrisome. Um, the the Bengals are worrisome. I'm more scared of teams in the AFC than I am teams in the NFC. Yeah. There is no team in the, uh, there is literally after playing the Rams and seeing the Rams last night, there is no team in the NFC that frightens me. So like if we made it to the Super Bowl, I think we could beat any team that we'd face, but it's getting to the Super Bowl and getting beat up on by the Bengals or by um, just that entire AFC West is like with maybe like even the Raiders. Like I'd like, I think we play, do we play them this year? I don't know, but. I would like to see that would be an interesting matchup. The Raiders, I think we would beat them offensively pretty handedly, but I think like there's a chance that they could do some damage to us on defense. And then, you know, you got like Justin Herbert, the last two times we played him, he's given us fits and Anthony Lynn kind of knows what we're doing a little bit. I would say if he, well, he's gone now. So, Um, but I mean, you've not got a tough schedule just looking at it here. You've got the Titans up next, so you don't have the Raiders, which you'll be pleased to hear. Uh, yeah. And you don't have the Chargers. So you've got the, the AFC next. South blows. We play the AFC South. Yeah, they it's blow. Trash. It's garbage. And the Titans are like one of the favorites to win that. And it's like maybe if they got Malik Willis, they'd be like if they, you know, promoted him to start over Tannehill. And I could see that happening by like week four. I could see Tannehill getting like some nagging injury and they're like, we're going with the kid. And then them just turning it up a little bit. But between them and the Colts, and it's like the Colts, I don't think Frank Reich wants to win. It's like you just had Carson Wentz. Now you could just – all you need is a quarterback. That's what we've kind of discovered through all this, and you went with Matt Ryan. Like I'm not inspired by that choice, and I can I see that being a disaster. <laughs> it's a good job Dave isn't on here because he's a Falcons fan, so bleeds Matt Ryan. And I and I will say that – He's Matt... a legend, but he's 55 years old now. I mean – you think that was an upgrade from Carson Wentz, really? A hundred percent, yeah. yeah. I think a, it's an upgrade, but by how much of a degree? It's it's somebody that can manage a game. It's like you could either have Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo at this point at the Colts, but either one I think would I would be go with Jimmy than, G. Really? Even after the shoulder yeah. surgery? Everybody's being... so low on Jimmy G, and maybe that's why he's just staying the highest paid backup or whatever. You knew they weren't going to give him to Seattle. Well, you've everyone seen, else kind of... You've seen BMS, right? Uh, Blue Mountain State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know that the backup quarterback position, if you're a handsome backup quarterback, is the best position to have, right? Sure, of course. College or the NFL. (laughs) No, and and that's why I was like, kind of like, 
good for him to like take that contract and just be like, I can just chill. And then next year I'll be a free agent. So who cares? Um, or else he was going to go play for like what the Browns or maybe the giants and like just get his ass handed to him. So I kind of get where he was going, but like everybody's really just the guy went to the NFC championship and a Super Bowl. You talk about game management. That's all he. I mean, he had that three-headed running back. I was going to say the, the, the running year. game. If Shanahan is, yeah, the, I mean, the if key there, right? Matt Ryan, uh, you know, he did go to the Super Bowl that one time, and I guess had somewhat of a dominant career in that division. Dude, he but he never MVP really that year. I mean, you've got to give yeah, him yeah, his that flowers year. here. <laughs> that year, but I mean, how many years did he lose to Drew Brees, the division, and? I mean, it's like, and Cam Newton, and he lost it to Cam Newton a couple times. Like, he's never really the bell of the ball between those, even just his own division. And now he's only older. I mean, that's like having, that's like saying the Jets are better off for having Flacco instead of Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, he is Matt, Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan, same draft class. No, Matt Ryan is so much better at quarterback than Joe Flacco. I will not stand for this. Joe Flacco, Flacco is like, won a Super Bowl, though. Yeah, like Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl and Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Like I consider them the same. That's outrageous. Joe Flacco has never put up numbers like Matt Ryan at all. I remember career. Joe Flacco bombing it down the field to some shitty ass receivers like <laughs> oh e. Evans God. and some other ones. But Matt Ryan at the Atlanta Falcons was let down by poor coaching and by never having a defense or a good enough run game to really support. Whereas the uh the Joe the Ravens Flacco had all that Ravens, stuff? no, they had defense. They had one of the best defenses. Like they won it off defense and Ray Lewis, basically. That's that's what they want it off. They had a half of the half of the game or a third of the game if you go like special teams defense and offense are all equal, which I still don't buy. But if you they had at least half to a third of that team was elite. And then they had great running backs as well. Joe they Flacco did. Joe Flacco is Joe like Flacco I said, had like, none of that. Joe Flacco was like Trent Dilfer or like Peyton sure, Manning mean, with um, the Broncos. or He was just riding that. Whereas Matt Ryan took the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl, regardless of everything else around him. As a quarterback, right. come on, man. That is savagery. <laughs> but he only did it one time, and he had elite talent like Julio Jones, like Roddy White, like now Calvin Ridley. And come on, great Calvin, Calvin Ridley was Calvin Ridley and Julio. Jones I mean, I just was... named he's the latest one, but <laughs> yes, I mean, Julio Jones, Roddy White. Uh, he had he had Antonio Gonzalez back in the Anto- day yeah, for like I mean... the final ride of his career, though, rather than anything sure. else. I mean, there was never that much like elite talent around him. And Matt Ryan has gone, you can basically look at Matt Ryan's career as 37 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. The uh, 3,900 to 4,200 yards every single season, like it's just maintains that. So, do you think he hits a, he's a Hall of Famer? No, I don't. I think he, he needs at least a ring before he gets that, and I don't I, think yeah. he'll get it with the Colts this year. That's the either. thing, I don't think out of the out of his lifetime as a quarterback, he was always like the eighth best guy. Like, there was, and sure, they didn't have his longevity, but like I said, like Drew Brees was always in that division. Cam Newton was in that division. Uh, and then you look at like Flacco, who he had to go against like Roethlisberger. And sure, the Browns and the Bengals were shitty, but he would beat out Roethlisberger, that division. No, but that defense would beat out Roethlisberger. I mean, sure. that was that, Flacco never. Name me a game where Flacco like carried a team. He had a couple playoff games where they were shootouts. 
and he would. I remember them scoring like fifty points or something like that. It was crazy. Like I mean, I mean, I watched. I watched his Ravens put like thirty eight on the Patriots in Foxborough through maybe that was what like i'm thinking two about two ninety that's the other rushes. thing they did maybe i do like flacco because during that time he was like the only guy that could beat the patriots <laughs> in the playoffs maybe that's why i have that more goes down well with bills him. fans doesn't it right yeah okay. yeah yeah now he's starting for the jets though but uh yeah i mean i don't know i just because they got drafted that same year i'm like always like oh it's matt ryan and joe flacco are like the same i don't know why so I just... rude so rude i guess it is yeah <laughs> i mean like I, said, I just it's because of Matt Ryan just didn't do anything other than play like well. I mean, sure he played well, but it's like nothing happened because of it. So you're almost like you was can't. That... Yeah, I don't know, man. That league MVP thing stands out pretty high above a lot. Sure, of sure. And then yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely not the uh, Matt Ryan at the Colts this year is going to unfortunately fall short because the Colts are going to have that overhyped mentality. Because the way of expectation, a bit, a bit like last year, I see the Jags. Well, I feel like the defenses are going to just be like they're going to run it with Jonathan. Like they, we are have we have Jonathan Taylor on paper now, and they have him on film, and they now it's like a matter of can Jonathan Taylor maintain his dominance now that teams are ready for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no there's no real receiver threats in indianapolis that you have to think about like double covering or anything like that they didn't go out and find that studly receiver and so you've got an 1800 yard back that is probably going to get reduced to a thousand yards i reckon like that which is a great season but that's not enough to carry a team to a super bowl like a thousand yards you need to have a few other pieces together and exactly yeah i don't know i think the jags have got a lot better this offseason with James yeah, Robinson, I mean, with, Travis Etienne. I'm hoping uh, Etienne is awesome. Oh, I, I love that you in my said fantasy that. league. I he, hope he's like um, electric. You know, it annoyed me throughout college football. So, like Saint Etienne is a you know, French league on football soccer team, and so when every college football broadcaster broadcaster called him Travis Etienne, I just assumed that Americans were calling him Travis Etienne. So it's so nice to hear you call him. You called him Etienne, and I'm so yeah. Pleased. Isn't that what his name is? Everybody, call, <laughs> everybody calls him Etienne, and it's like no, that's in, wild. Like the, it's a French name in France. It's Etienne. Like that's yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> you're a cult. You're a cultured soul, Mister Potter. I tell you, you're a cultured soul. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's really good though. I mean, I took a flyer on him in every fantasy league. So nice. Have you got a? Have you got one of your fantasy teams up? I'd like to know what you've drafted, just out of interest. Well, I have like um, I'm in a league that's like scoring is is I guess it's becoming more popular now. It's kind of like super flex, but we start two quarterbacks, so quarterbacks are prioritized. Mm. So when you draft, when you draft, it's quarterbacks go first, or at least they should. And some people try to like outsmart ever, and they don't take them first. But quarterbacks are the highest scoring, and you start two of them. So I have Josh Allen. I had the number one overall pick. So you, yeah, I also, and then when it came back around, um. I got Aaron Rodgers, which was crazy. I did not expect that. And I drafted three quarterbacks out of the rip because, like I said, it's important to have dominant quarterbacks. So I drafted Trey Lance as well, taking a flyer on him. Okay. And uh, that way, like, I can maybe have some trade bait. You got Jimmy G in reserve somewhere as well, just to make sure, just in case. Well, I mean, he's on waivers, so I could make that swap pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. But then I got a receiver. I got A.J. Brown, and I got Hollywood Brown. It's all about the Browns on my uh receiver core then i have uh, etienne jr 
and Javante Williams at running back. Nice. And I have George Kittle, but I drafted Dawson Knox late. And so I had to start Dawson Knox because I don't think George Kittle's going to play. Yeah, no, no opening week, no. And in my flex, I had Kadarius Toney, um, who will normally play there. I also have Jarvis Landry and George Pickens on my bench. But I dra- I started Devin Singletary because I went, like, Bills heavy for yeah, the that's... go to the game. I mean, as if you needed any more reason to root for them last night, you might as well stick right. them all in your fancy team as well and enjoy it, yeah. And I have Tyler Bassett kicker, so. Do you have a thing fancy. where you – so I don't pick – I will never pick Dallas players – in my team like i just won't have it because i don't want to root for the cowboys i'll never pick a patriot player yeah never once do i have a patriot on my team (laughs) it's like i don't even like look at their people i don't even know who's on the patriots half the time other than when i hate them like when you need to design an effigy to burn yeah when i start to hate them like judon is coming one of those guys that i go this guy i'm gonna hate for a while but they haven't really – Mac Jones, I mean, he's like whatever. I bet he – it's like is this guy even going to last his whole rookie contract? I don't know. I don't know, everyone's, man. I, again, like – Everyone's like, oh, he's good. I'm like, he looked I haven't right last year. He looked solid. He looked like a solid All right, QB. sure. Like a Mark Sanchez kind of guy. If he, if he doesn't exactly. have a, like, How a long butt did Mark fumble, Sanchez last? Well, Mark Sanchez was crippled emotionally from things like the butt fumble and being on the Jets, whereas in New England – You can get mentally – face fucked by belichick and his thing <laughs> if you're not into that but you could also use belichick to build yourself into the ultimate warrior like brady was i mean brady wasn't anything special out of college like he was solid at michigan and everything and but but belichick knows how to take the it's like having a, um, a mannequin this is he... going to be where i really like make my decision on brady and how much of it was Belichick because like him going to Tampa Bay, first of all, I was like, wow, he killed it. But again, they rolled out the red carpet for the guy and then he almost did it again. Kind of, but really this year, now that he's having like marriage troubles and everything like that, we're going to see how good he really is when he's mentally distracted. So I want to see that when like, maybe the conditions aren't all prime for Tom Brady. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we're going to really see. So then I'm going to decide this guy just got better as time went on. Cause if you think about this too, like football isn't like baseball or like hockey where there's they to play a hundred games of football, you have to play for like a long time. And very few people even play a hundred games of football. And so Tom Brady's played now for like 800 games or something crazy. So it's like, is he just getting better from experience, like experience that nobody's had because he's played for like, 0.01% of people have played as many football games as him, you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think Brady this year, with if Godwin comes back from the injury with Evans as well, that's still two of the best like receivers to have. If Leonard Fournette isn't what I think he'll be, which was overused by the Jags, then that's a fine running back to be able to kind of run all over and, and take the pressure off Brady a little bit. Uh, who's uh who's your man in the background there? Oh, that's my friend Matt. <laughs> he went to get coffee. God, the door opened up and I can just feel the <laughs> oven behind me. Yeah, you can God. see the perspiration on the hair on the shoulders, man. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I think I think Brady's just the guy that's been around, seen everything, done everything. But he he has learned from the master at the end of the day. Like it's it's too cliche to say it, but it is that emperor 
Vader kind of thing, especially I guess from your opinion of like a their pure evil. Belichick yeah, no, Brady. I uh, I consider that I consider that analogy of many a time. Uh, but now I kind of like Tom Brady now that he's gone to the NFC South. He might as well be like in Jupiter. I don't care what he does down there. And now he's like funny. Would well, you like? God. I was gonna say, do you do you think fun Tom Brady is actual fun Tom Brady? And there was a leash on it, or do you think Brady's like a manufactured personality because athletes care about their branding so much and everything like that? And Brady's at that perfect age of oh, look like you don't give a shit. But well, I think he's letting his hair down. Good. He's letting his hair down a little more now that he's away from Belichick. I feel like. And that's cool. I mean, and plus he's a million years old. He's 45 years old. He's like, what do I have to lose at this point? I have, I am a brand. I can do whatever I want. I'm not going to get too out of pocket, but he's like, uh, I'm reading this thing on the TV. Now it's like, he's using the negative comments that everyone's shitting on the O-line and he's just like posting them on the O-line's lockers and stuff. And like (laughs) being like, Hey, look at what they're saying about you. He's like using it as motivation which I think is funny. That's kind of, that's kind of shit that I think is funny. I like that. I want that. I like that stuff. And he's super old, so he doesn't care anymore. He's like, what are they going to yell at me? Yeah. But that's I forget like, that. That's like kind of like America. We look at it in the UK and you see like, I mean, I love the pound the rock thing that Gruden did with the bucks and he'd bring a giant rock in and every day take a little hammer out of it and stuff like that. <laughs> and there are all those things that come up in those America's games and, you know, Dan Campbell's crying every other week with the Detroit Lions and hard knocks and stuff like that. And it's like, it I said that too. Like I go, Dan forced. Campbell's crying too much. I go, Dan Campbell is crying too much. He is. When he did it last every... year, you bought into it as like you're real emotional. And then when he does it every cry. week on hard knocks, and then it's like, yeah. oh, you just cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. He's crying when they're like not doing a drill right. He's like, I need you. It's like, all right, man. It's, <laughs> it's going to become less effective after. You do it a thousand times. I said the exact same thing about three podcasts ago and everyone was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe not. So, no, it just, it, it becomes a wet blanket. Same with Jamal Williams. Like I back Jamal Williams' stuff from Hard Knocks because when we've done interviews with him in the past, he's been really like lively and vibrant and he's such a happy-go-lucky chap. So to see him being really aggressive and angry, I was like, oh, he's coming out. That's his like psychopath football mentality. But when it's on every single episode, you're like, well, you just got to take it down a little bit at some point. His cause... voice cracking during that speech was not a good look. I'm upset, man. I'm he was like, upset. I'm fucking upset. You're like, oh, boy. <laughs> and it just kept, they played it like a thousand times. It's like, I would be so, I would be like, ooh. Yeah. You can't motivate people with your voice cracking like that. <laughs> no, it doesn't It doesn't exactly get the uh, the juices flowing for adrenaline, does it? Uh, any last takes, by the way, Josh, from, from last night? Before we get too distracted, we've gone around the houses a fair bit here. But um, yeah, oh, any sure, last yeah. takes from last I mean, night? Last night was great. I had a great time. Uh, I drank Did you mamitas. tailgate? That's the other thing. Did you actually We like, couldn't. Go... No, we went to a bar, like I said, and nobody was there. It was kind of weird. And then uh, there was no... You were not allowed... If you cracked a beer in those parking lots, you would fucking get arrested immediately it's not like yeah i mean that's how it was at the stub hub center too like i remember i cracked a beer open and a cop ran up to me and was like what are you doing and i was like having a beer at a (laughs) football game in america and they were like you can't do that here you got to go to the special areas and they had that too they had i didn't we didn't bother with that because i think we knew better but like they have those special roped off tailgates where it's like, come to the Bills official tailgate. And it's yeah, like $15 a beer. Th- yeah. yeah, $38 to have a pint of beer. It's like, 
um, and then you know there's little kids running around and all this horse shit so it's like i think we just we just decided to go to a bar and that was even disappointing in that there wasn't many people around it but that stadium is not like friendly for there's not like i said bars like when yeah. you walk outside or anything like that it's near the forum which i didn't realize it's down there it's cool you but, could see um, it from i guess where you were sat right you can see it through the gap yeah yeah and, we yeah. walked right through the i mean i walk outside i'm like there's the forum there it's beautiful the sun was setting it looked so pretty and like there's palm trees and you're just drinking mamitas we had like uh, everyone was waiting in this line for beers and shit and we just had this like guy that we would just pop over to and he would give us you know obviously we bought him but you know we'd drink these like mamita thing they're like a tequila whatever and so like it was like a you know there wasn't many lines as well people would stand in one line and you're like what are you doing there's like empty shit over here smarter than that that's that's a buffalo fan going into hollywood though like rather got a little bit of a little bit of brain going on just to skip the queues and find the quickest way to get the alcohol Uh, what about the actual game any last thoughts from last night with the bills Oh no! I mean, it's it's all golden, baby. We're so I'm we're all psyched. We've just been watching the highlights all day. Everybody looks good. Gabe Davis is gonna have a trillion touchdowns. I feel like this season, and um, I think uh, you know, the one thing like I said before, James Cook fumbling that ball might be his like, might see the resurgence of Zach Moss because he played pretty good last night. And uh, I think they're going to, if they keep going to him and he gets like a couple touchdowns and has some crazy games, like the whole James Cook thing is going to be a fart in the wind. McKenzie started this gender reveal thing. That was so funny. The the McKenzie gen, gender reveal. I don't need that in American football every week, though. I can see stuff like that creeping in with other players. Again, I don't, I'm not a big fan How of the gender reveal. How did he know he was going to score? How did he know he was going to get that moment? I guess it's like, if I get that moment, well, it's like I'll the arrogance it. of Ocho to have the pen or the mobile phone in his sock ready to go for whatever he's going to do kind of thing. It's it's when you know you're an NFL player, you're going to be on the field, there's going to be a camera in your face at some point. So you might as well. Yeah. I'd like to know how many cameras he said it's a boy to, like on the sideline when they were getting right. close that's up on the Right, just a, like that. I like because we know how a broadcast works. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did he know he'd have that opportunity to get up to a camera and do that. You know what I mean? Like, especially even when you score a touchdown, there's not always the chance that you get close to the camera, especially cause like, you know, the producer might be like, he's going to say fuck right on, on <laughs> yeah. at nine o'clock at night on television. So you avoid that sometimes, but yeah, he, I mean, it worked out perfectly. And then to get the reaction video of it happening too, is even another inception level of like, wow, that That's really worked strong. out. So I don't think you'll see it too often i mean it's all those things have to align it's kind of crazy yeah okay all right um before we go we got to get so we do a 16 parlay as you would yeah. call it uh every single week i'm going to read out the ones that the other guys have done i will tell you mine and then if you've got one or if you want to give us one now and then i can put it in and see what the odds are right here we can do that but dave is all going right. for the ravens minus seven against the jets the eagles minus four against the lions the Steelers plus six and a half against the Bengals. The Vikings for the money line over the Packers. The Niners to beat the Bears with the money line. And the Chiefs to beat the Cardinals with the money line at 26 pounds to one. Because, again, you guys have different... I don't get the plus minus thing in the US with betting, but basically 26... In terms of... Well, because oh, you do like to one. Yeah, so like we, 26, yeah 26 to one. So That's easy. the plus sign just means like you're going to get 
like it's the same kind of like i know i know it's it's confusing like in terms of like uh odds but like i can't translate it to odds but you can do like if it's a minus consider that like the bigger number on the uh right you know what i mean like okay um, i think that's how it would work but i'm pulling up I'll tell you what my plus minus would be on mine after you tell me all the things that you were just going to say. Uh, we've got Jazz, who's gone for the Panthers to beat the Giants, the Jags to beat the Colts, the Steelers to beat the Patriots, the Saints to beat the Bucks, the Bengals to beat the Cowboys, and the Jets at plus five and a half against the Browns. And that gives him, what, 130 to one? The Jets and the Browns? Jets plus five and a half. Against the Browns. Over the, they're not playing the Browns, though. They're playing the Ravens. Oh, is this his week? Oh, that's his week two bet. My bad. Sorry. Because the Panthers are playing he the sent Browns. Me, he sent me too fucking... many. Here we go. Panthers. This is the one. Panthers against the Browns. He's taking the Panthers. He's taking the Jags over the Commanders. He's taking the Saints at five and a half, minus five, five and a half over the Falcons. The Packers to beat the Vikings. The Raiders to beat the Chargers. And over 53 and a half points between the Chiefs and the Cardinals. And that's at 66 Damn. to one. Damn. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm going to go Panthers money line, which means just a straight up win. Because this game, there's literally no spread on it. Yeah. It's uh, what? Plus one, minus one. Yeah. So Panthers yeah, money and it's line. It's like completely even odds. Uh, minus 110. So I'm going to go Panthers money line. I'm going to go. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to beat the Commanders. They're sneaky. I think the Jags have got a good season in them to the point that they could win that division because it's so bad. So I'm going to take them on a money line straight up because the spread is two and a half, which is like whatever. Uh, so I'm going to just take the money line on that. That's plus money. I'll tell you what my odds are here when I put it in here. I'm going to take... Uh, well, I guess I'll take the Dolphins with the spread. Minus three and a half. Yeah. That's three. I'll take. <laughs> I'm gonna take the the uh, Steelers spread. Six and a half. Plus six and a half. Yeah, I think they're gonna keep it closer than people think. And uh, that's four, so five will be. Um. The Raiders are plus money. I kind of like that. Cardinals, Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Raiders money line plus 150. So the Raiders to win over the Chargers. Mm -hmm. That's five. And then I will take. I'm going to take the Cardinals spread plus six and a half. So that's my, f and it comes out to plus 6,892, which means if I bet $10, I win $689.20. Okay. Well, you want to do it in the UK because you get better odds on uh, on that here because I've just put yours what in is too. It? And I'm getting, uh, if I bet 10 pounds, I get 741 pounds back. So aren't uh, pounds bigger, like they're worth more than the dollar right now? maybe <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah I think well so. i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna put 20 dollars on this 16 parlay to win like uh almost almost 1500 dollars 
Well, Josh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna put a pound on your bet because I'm. Okay. I don't ever do bet more than a pound when it comes to that sort of stuff. And then my sixfold is the Panthers to beat the Browns, the Jags to beat Washington, the Saints to beat Atlanta, the Steelers to beat the Bengals, the Niners to beat the Bears, and the Eagles to beat the Lions. And that's at uh, forty to one. So. Ooh. It's just reliant on that Steelers Bengals game. If the Steelers can pull off a shock on the opening weekend, and that I think defense they can. is I good like enough. Mitch Trubisky. I like Mitch Trubisky. Oh, I like George Pickens. Really, you like? Yeah. Mitch Trubisky rehab his career here in Buffalo. He's going to go down to Pittsburgh. He's going to be great. Kenny Pickett can watch for a year, and uh, the Steelers are going to just keep trucking. I really feel like they're going to keep going. Mike Tomlin will be there till he's a thousand years old. <laughs> Najee Harris is going to be the uh, leading rusher in the NFL this year. Yep. Him, he's great too. He's, he's the young back who's already had a thousand yard season and the guys above him, they, all, all the guys that had more yards than him last year are the gunner guys that everybody's relied on is they've got beaten up over the years. So Najee Harris is going to be the one. Um, Josh, dude, that this has been so much fun. We've gone on for way longer than I thought we would. Um, oh, thanks for having me, dude. No, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Um, all of the views expressed in the podcast, obviously, are not the views of Verge magazine at all, but they are certainly our views, I imagine. And um, Josh, where can we find you on Twitter, Instagram, and stuff like that? Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Josh underscore Potter. On in Twitter, it's uh, J underscore Potter. And then on YouTube, uh, just search the Josh Potter Show. It comes out every Tuesday. And when are you coming to the UK to do shows? I mean, you need to tie it in know. with like a London game or something, I think. Paul Bills is like the right idea. I would like to do that. I mean, if the Bills played in London, they're too ever, good. They won't they won't come. Like they've now we got missed to our point. window. Yeah. We did do it. EJ Manuel played. I mean, I was too poor when that happened, but EJ played against the Jags in London and it was quite the show. Mm. Uh so I would like to I mean, I would like to get over there to watch a London game. That would be cool. But yeah, no, I mean, I'll let you'll be the first guy I let know when nice. I have uh, shows over there. Well, when uh, when you do, we'll get in a, get a couple of beers in and uh, we'll, yeah. do a, we'll do a sit down in a bar on NFL Sunday and you can experience... That'd be great. You can experience like 6 o'clock until 4 a.m. watching games, which is... 6 an... p.m. till 4 a.m., right? Yeah, yeah. That's... That's, that's electric. That'd be like my dream. I mean, that... <laughs> that's great. That's... Yeah, that probably I works for that. the stand-up comedian's lifestyle, I guess, right? I mean, I would be sad that I missed... Well, I would just not work on Sundays. But yeah, I mean, that's... That's like my prime. I love when baseball's on like that. So, I mean, why not? When's, great. when's the next watch along as well for a Bills game? Because that's still the greatest piece of comedy. Unintentional oh, comedy. Well, now that I got this new place, I think I'm going to try and do them more. I mean, there's no obviously Bills game this Sunday, but like when I'm home, I'll do that where I where I do like a watch along. So, yeah, get onto Josh Bodder's Patreon. You can see him watching the Bills against the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Basically, watching what is it—the whole of the fourth quarter, and it's, the overtime. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of the it's one of the best, yet brutal things Thank to you. watch <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> on the play. If you like comedy and American football, it fits in perfectly. Josh, cheers, man! Thanks for joining us, dude. Thanks for having me.